Welcome to the My Money, My Lifestyle podcast, where we discuss all things money, because whether or not we like it, money matters. And today we're talking about getting out of debt, because this week I attended a press conference um, about the results of a survey where they had interviewed people who are feeling stressed about their money, and they asked this question to the respondents, why have you not done something to alleviate your money stress? And nearly 40% of the people answered, I feel stuck. And, you know, this kind of resonated with me. This really sat with me, this feeling of I'm just stuck. I don't know what to do. And I think for all of us, when we're faced with what appears to be an overwhelming problem, we tend to shut down. We stick our head in the sand and we hope the problem will go away. But this obviously doesn't solve the problem. And now over the years, I've been involved in the money makeover where we take people through a money boot camp. And I've also been engaged with so many readers around their finances. And what I know for a fact, and I can tell you from even my own personal experiences, is that getting out of debt, yes, it requires discipline and action. We know that. But what you don't realize is how quickly your circumstances change when you do take action. So today I'm speaking to Ntombi Dube, who's a remarkable woman who paid off 700 thousand rands worth of debt. And Ntombi, I want you to share your story uh, with our listeners, because I think everyone could do a little bit of inspiration if they're feeling a bit stuck. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And let's just give a little bit of background as to how um, we know each other, because we're actually working together a little bit. Um, you are one yes. of the money. Yeah, we are. You are one of the money mentors, uh, which is actually a program I'm running at the moment to help people get control over their finances. I thought, Tommy, before we start, just just comment a little bit about how you're finding this process as, as one of the money mentors who's guiding some of the members. This process has been so amazing, Maya. I think the most rewarding part about being part of such an amazing program or initiative is just to see people's faces light up. You know, people who thought that they were in deep debt, they didn't know what to do or where to start. And just having that one session, just one session and having a person, you know, glow up and say, oh my God, I can actually see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it's been amazing. And what I love about it is it's a program that's created for everybody. It doesn't matter what your income class is. And it is, the information is very simple. It's user-friendly and it's also an interactive program. So I, I am loving it and I'm looking forward to having that very last session and seeing everybody share their success stories. It has been quite a journey for me as well. And, and everyone, the listeners, I will put a link to the Money Mentors uh, website for you. But this is a pilot that I've actually started. And we've got a couple of Money Mentors who are working with groups, who are working with people, we're testing out this and seeing how it's working. But I have to tell you, it has actually been amazing. It's, it is so inspirational to work with people and just to see the aha moments. And uh, Toby, you'll know what I'm talking about. These moments are where, where people like, wow, I didn't realize, you know, you know how much money I've already saved because I just checked my life insurance, for example, we had last week or, you know, all of these moments. Um, and I must just share with you just, just on that, I was speaking to not on the Money Mentor, but on Money Makeover, which I'd run for City Press. I was speaking to one of the candidates this morning and she just said to me, Maya, I have no anxiety anymore. She said, I, I open up my, my statements. I used to be so anxious and now I have a plan. And I know what the plan is, and I know where this expense fits into that plan. And I cannot 
reiterate how many times to people it's about putting a plan in place it's not rocket science you don't need to win the lotto you actually just need a plan so on that note I want you to tell them your story you know exactly that what you know a couple of years ago you had that wake-up call that you needed to be doing something different yes for me that started when the lockdown started (laughs) you know working from home meant that I had a lot of time to think and I was depressed Maya to be honest with you I was at the point of my life where I was feeling stuck with my finances and like so many people out there, I thought the solution was for me to perhaps find an additional income through a side hustle or perhaps get a weekend job. I was like at that point where I did not know what to do. I was stuck, but I had a lot of debt and I was picture perfect to an outside person it looked like okay I had the nice car the big car you know I lived in a very nice neighborhood but inside I was not okay I was struggling I was at the point where I had to cancel some debit orders or um, reverse debit orders in order to have finances just to make it through the end of the month I was at my wit's end and I actually want actually, to get there because I, I, I want to talk a little bit about that reversing the debit order thing. I mean, you, as you were explaining to me, you would get to like, you would, you would just, you know, you can on your app just reverse the debit order. And then when they'd phone you the and they say, what happened? You'd say, oh, I don't know what happened. Um, there must be a glitch. I'll pay it now. And it's that winging it kind of, yeah, where you start that, yeah, you just start going into that place where you're making up stories. That's so true. You know, I was a professional debt reverser or debit order reverser, you know, and the answer would always be, oh, my word, I don't even know what happened because there's funds in my account. Um, But, you know, can you run the debit order double next month? And that was my line, you know, and that meant that I was always a debit order late. You know, which is what a lot of people are currently doing. I just did not have the tools nor the knowledge that. My finances were in my hands. And if I had just put in the steps or taken the time to empower myself, it was possible to be where I am today. If you would have told me that I would be where I am today, I would be out of debt and the debt paid up. I would have told you, you know what? Stop making jokes here. You're making fun of my pain because I honestly did not see the light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, I just want to interject there as well. I mean, you said you were actually thinking about becoming a take-a-lot driver on the weekend. Yes, (laughs) I actually applied. I applied and I submitted my documents. And I I think, let me say, fortunately, my interview got cancelled. And that was, for me, um, the point where I was like, you know what, that's it. There must be a solution. And the question that kept on ringing in my ears or in my heart or in my head was, where is my money going? Because on paper, I was getting a good salary. But where was my money going? Why was I not able to sustain myself and my family with the salary that I was getting? So for me, the most important question that I needed to answer was, where is your money going? And, and you know what? So few people ask that question. They, it's exactly that. It's like, how do I find more money instead of where is the money I have going? And, and it's like that sieve, isn't it? It's just pouring. You keep pouring water into a sieve. It's going to keep going out the other side. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and it is. It's, it's asking that incredibly important question. Uh, if, what, if you don't tell your money where to go, it will leave. 
That is so true. That is so true. And whether you have a hundred thousand rand or you have a hundred rand or you have a thousand rand, the, diff, the, the at the end of the day, you are still the one handling the money. The money is not handling you. So if you don't have the tools, you will lose all of that money. And for me, I can say that I made a big breakthrough the moment that I answered that question. And so I decided to go through my bank statements, which would tell me where my money was going. And I had like six months worth of bank statements and I looked at them line by line. And what I found there was both empowering and very depressing. I literally spent a whole week in bed very depressed because I was so shocked at how careless I had been with the money that I, I, I had earned over the years. And just the realization that had I done this sooner, I would be very, very far in terms of my finances. And so once I understood where my money was going, I could then categorize the different um, things that I was spending money on with that being the debit orders. And I also found that I was actually spending a lot of money on groceries during the month. Hence, I would also do like bulk buying at the end of the month. So, I mean, I eat, but I don't, I didn't understand where all of that money was going for these groceries during the month because I was careless. Just like many people, you go to the shop to buy a loaf of bread, but you come up there with two bags and those buy one for two specials that they always have. And we think they tailored for us, but actually it's, it's not a special offer for you if you do not have the finances. And I understood this. If I have a hundred rand and my plan is to go into the shop to spend a 50 rand, if I come out of that shop, having spent 55 rand, I've wasted a five rand that I had not planned to, to spend. I can justify it as it was on special, the special ends today, but it doesn't matter. I had not planned to spend that money. So then I have lost the five rand, which I had not planned for. So for me, the biggest items that I would say my money was going to was um, my car, which was the installment and the bond on the property that I was staying in and looking at my car mm. and the installment plus petrol plus insurance, it was a lot of money. Mm. And I had to sit and think and decide, is it much more important for me to drive this very expensive car and look good out there to the world and come home and be depressed and have stress and have sleepless nights? Mm. Or is it time for me to understand, accept that? I cannot afford this car that I'm driving. And oh my, like so many people, that is such a very difficult realization to come to. You know, we, we tell ourselves, I work so hard, I deserve this, but at what expense? Absolutely. And it, it is that that car is probably the biggest one we see over and over again. It, it's the spending on the car. And there's such an identity linked to this car that you drive. Um, and, and how do you, like, did you have a big, was it difficult for you to reach that decision? Like what made you push you over the edge to actually do something about it? Yes, it was a difficult, it was a very difficult decision for me to make, but I already had a picture of who I could be and who I saw myself being beyond the debt. Mm-hmm. And I had to sit and realize that the car does not define who I am. I can always buy another car, one that I afford and sleep better at night. And so within two days, I had made the decision. That's it. The car has to go. That's it. Even the house that I lived in, I was like, that's it. This property has got to go. I was also behind on my levies. 
you know, so it became very apparent that I had long lived beyond my financial means. And so I made contact with my parents and I had the very difficult conversation. I need to come back home. Can you give me six months to stay with you, get my finances in order and then I will find a place of my own to stay. And my parents were very welcoming. You know, my father has always been somebody who says, if you earn 200 rand, make sure that you only spend 100 rand and save the other 100 for a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Great advice. We just don't listen and implement now, do we? We have to learn the hard way. We always think we always think our parents are a bit old fuddy daddy, you know, that saving. My mother used to always save the Christmas wrapping paper, um, you know, and reuse it and all of that, you know, all of those things. And you look now and you realize, and do you know that my mother still today writes down everything she spends in a little book? Yeah. yeah. So it is those lessons that we probably should have been listening to, um, and we didn't. Let's be honest. Yes. Yes, that's so true. And, you know, um, moving back home allowed me to take charge of my finances. When I sold the car, the one smart thing that I did when buying this car was that I did not take it on a balloon payment. And so when I was able to sell it, I got a bit of money out and I took that money and I immediately paid up one of my loans and I closed it. Mm -hmm. And just having that realization that I am one loan down oh my god I slept better and I could stretch it to stretch it dies now what am I going to do with the money that used to go towards that loan now and also the money that used to go towards the the installment for the car but the mistake that most people make is when they pay off a loan now they think they're 2,000 rand 5,000 rand richer which used to go to a loan or an installment and so I use that momentum to pay off another loan. Mm-hmm. And when I sold the property, then I was able also to save up and pay off all my levers, which was outstanding. And once I did that, Maya, the game changed for me because then I started thinking forward. We are done with the debt. What do we do now to mm-hmm. implement steps which will empower me? Mm-hmm. And so I thought the next step is I want to buy a property. So what I did is I started saving up all of those important. I'm going to stop you there for a second because I actually want to go back just to a very key point that you made just now about having a plan for those debt repayments because of the debt savings. So exactly that. We 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 always say, oh, you, you'll, you'll go through now. If you go through a bank saying you decide, okay, I'm going to cancel the subscription or I'll, I'll get a better insurance quote and I'll save 500 rand a month. What are you going to do with the 500 rand a month you're saving? So many times you just absorb it into our daily expenses. And we don't actually have a plan for it. So I think what was fantastic with what you did is you said, right, I've got a plan for every rand that I'm going to save now. When I cut my shopping, when I do all these things, I'm going to use this money to achieve my goals rather than just continuing, you know, just spending and wondering, you know, three months later, what what have I done with that saving? That is so true. That is so true. And what most people don't realize is you cannot get out of debt living the same lifestyle that brought you into debt. You just cannot do it. And so for me, having a plan was very important and which allowed me to think forward and to plan ahead and to start actually thinking for the very first time in my life 
about things like an emergency fund, you know, the importance of having an emergency fund and just saving for those unplanned emergencies so that I don't go back to loans and credit cards and overdrafts. Mm-hmm. And once I had a plan in place, mine was buy property. And so I started looking into it, which property could I afford and what would be the legal legal cost associated with buying that property. And also looking at my affordability and having to having paid off the debt that I had meant that my credit score and credit record was looking much better. But because I didn't want to go back in debt, even with deciding the type of property I was going to buy, I had already decided I'm not going to buy the maximum that the bank says I qualify for because we have things like we've seen now with the interest rate hikes, you know, I would have been in trouble. So those were steps that I had put in place and I started saving for the legal cost and the rest is history. Mm. Absolutely. And I, and I think even all that, it's it's just having you, you can't, you went to, you had a plan. And I think that we go back to that, even in buying your property now, you had a plan. And I think very few people actually plan for these things. They, they, they say, oh, let's buy a house and they go buy a house. And then they find out afterwards about the transaction costs and the legal costs. They hadn't considered the interest rates, uh, for example, or, you know, the, the bank exactly that you go to the bank, and the bank says, we'll give you X amount of money. And you say, great, that's what I can shop for. No, 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 that isn't the plan. The plan actually must start with your finances um, and, and what you can manage. So, I mean, I think that that is really, really powerful. Um, uh, back to you. Have you bought a car again? You've bought a property. Have you bought a car? Yes, yes. I bought a car again. And this time around, I shopped around and I looked with my employer. I checked what benefits do I qualify for? What are the chances of them perhaps subsidizing the vehicle? And you know what? They actually have a benefit like that, which previously I did not care to even find out about. So I have a car now which my employer subsidizes and pay uh, a sum towards my monthly installment. And they also pay for my insurance. So these are benefits that most people perhaps have in their jobs or in their with their employers, but they are not aware of these benefits, you know. And I even went an extra mile with my pension fund, just finding out how much does my employer contribute? What are the options of me having an additional payment or additional um, contribution towards my pension? And I found out that was possible. And also I will get some money back because now it's tax season. And so I started doing things like that. It's amazing what you can do, Maya, once you have the tools and you know what to do with the same amount of money that you had earned. I don't, I haven't had an increase. I never had an extra hundred rand coming from a side hustle. This is the same money that I was wasting and didn't even care to check where my money was going. Absolutely. And I mean, I think that that is also, you know, it's a, it, there is work involved, right? There is work in going and looking at the bank statements, making a plan, sticking to the plan. But now you're entering into the automated place where you've put everything in place, you've done the work, and now it can all just work for you. You've bought the property now that you know that, that the installments that will be working there. You, you've, you've closed down all your credit, so you know you're not going to go into that again. You've, you're building on your retirement fund and your savings. You know, I think that's what's, and that's the kind of message I want to get through is yes, it requires effort. It does require sacrifice. You, you do mainly turn to your friends and say, you know what, that car, not for me anymore, or even selling a home, taking that's a big step you took there. Um, but those sacrifices are quite short term versus the immense long term gain that, that you actually get. And I think, I really think that if you can do it, everyone can do it. Do you know what I mean? It, this is not 
rocket yes. science. And I'm not saying that you, you particularly, but I'm saying, you know, it's not, it is about an attitude. Um, and, and so I do get frustrated, I suppose, sometimes when people say, oh, I don't know what to do. You know what? It's simple steps. Take out the bank statement. Review what you're spending. Take control of it. You know, I, I, I was listening to a talk earlier on today and, and one of the trade union guys was saying, you must let people have access to their pensions because they've got debt. And I'm like, that's not the starting point. The starting point is how many funeral policies do you have? Do you need all of them? What are you spending your money on currently? Why is your pension fund the solution and not because let me tell you, your pension fund will go through your fingers as quickly as your salary. That's the reality until you've done this work. That is so true, Maya. What I learned is there's pain in the process. You can live like you don't care now and suffer tomorrow, which is basically means you're stealing from your future self, or you can just suffer a little bit now, put the steps in place, automate, and then enjoy the rest of your life without having the stress or the anxiety of thinking, oh my God, what if I lose my job? You know, if you've got an emergency fund, you can look for another job with ease and less stress on your shoulders because you don't have to worry about what am I going to eat at the end of the month? And people need to understand this. And with the pension fund story is whether, like I said, whether you have a hundred rand or a thousand rand, the question is, are you equipped to, to handle that money? And if people get their pension money, are they going to do right by their money if they cannot handle what they have now? First, get yourself to a place where you are equipped. You've got the tools to deal with the money and knowing how to get out of debt and have a plan in place. Mm -hmm. If you have those steps sorted, then at least perhaps we can think about that. But the last thing you want to do is to go and spend your pension money. That's the absolutely last thing I would, I would think of doing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think in all of this, there's two things you did really smartly. One is that you never took that balloon payment because, <laughs> you know, sometimes in that story, you know, you may have struggled to trade out of that car if you're taking the balloon payment. So that is one key thing. And the other is, like you said, you never thought about quitting your job, getting the pension, solving your problems that way. Um, and, and I think that is, you know, those two things are probably the biggest lessons <laughs> that, that you can take. But just to, to end off, um, what do you think the key takeaways are from your experience that you would tell someone who wants to be financially free? I think the biggest lesson I've learned is don't let your pride keep you in debt. Do not let your pride keep you in debt. A lot of people are in debt. They want the help, but their pride won't let them say, I need help. What do I do? Because you don't want to look weak in front of people. You don't want to look like somebody who doesn't have it together. If you earn a million rand cash, it doesn't matter if you do not have the tools in place or you do not know how to handle your money. First, you need to sort yourself out. Teach yourself, empower yourself, and your money will be a tool in your hand that you can use to propel yourself or to plan for your future and to just be able to breathe. Oh, Maya, I tell you, nobody sleeps better and breathes better than a person who does not have debt. I know that now. Absolutely. I've been there, done that, got that, got that badge. I remember walking around my garden at two in the morning wondering if I could, how we could set it. <laughs> Um, been there and and it's it's an immense relief. It's so much more worth than the shoes and the cl clothes and the 
whatever yes. else we're spending our money on. So absolutely couldn't agree with you more. But thank you so much, Tommy, for sharing your story. Um, and uh, and for those of you who want to know more, follow also follow the Money Makeover program, which you're running with City Press, but also check out the Money Mentors website. Um, as I said, we are running it as a pilot at the moment. So we, we uh, and, and it, yeah, we're going to see how, where, where that goes um, and how we can help help people. And I'm so glad to have you on, on the journey with me. So thank you. Thank you so much, Maya. I really enjoyed this. Thank you.